Hey everyone, Richard C. Wilson. This is module number 12 of our $100 million Rainmaker series. This one's going to be on vetting partners and investors and a little bit on them vetting you. Uh, the point here is that you could be really great at raising capital. If you raise capital for the wrong people, it could ruin your career. It could be a huge waste of time. It could waste a lot of money. And it's a perfect time to be recording this episode because I'm here with eight others inside the hotel here behind me. And we are touring 3 million square feet worth of real estate on a private jet over two days, flying to six different cities and spending a lot of time with these potential partners. And so I want to point out all the different things you can do to vet a partner so that you don't spoil all of your hard work, knowledge, insight, and expertise that you could be applying to working with other people who may be a better fit. So first off is to only work with really good people that you enjoy spending time with and that you trust. If you attract a certain type of investor or client type and you are a certain type of person yourself, then you're naturally going to be aligned with your investor set. And if somebody you're really repelled by someone, your investors will probably be repelled by them as well or cautious. Subconsciously pick up on things. You might not be able to put your finger on exactly why you're not comfortable with somebody, but other people will likely feel the same way. I feel like it's part of our responsibility in business to go out of our way to help those who are really good people, but also go out of our way to not make life easy and do business with those who really don't deserve our time and attention and resources. And that's partially how we make the world a better place by rewarding those who are really great people um, and high integrity people. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to make sure that we mention is uh, a couple examples. We recently had a group who attended one of our workshops and I have gotten to know them over the last year and I can tell they're really great people. And I've offered them a couple times, you know, ways to help them with strategies or ideas or areas they could focus in. Uh, at the same time, we have recently walked away from a $500 million, supposedly, family office who made a bunch of claims that didn't really add up. But they also basically told me that they wanted to be, they wanted me to be CEO of a company they were acquiring. But they didn't want anything in a contract. They want everything via handshake. Um, I couldn't even tell what equity they would have in this company they were supposedly acquiring. And when somebody's not clear on things, but they're demanding a lot from you, and you just simply ask for clarity and you can't get it, or when they talk for 55 minutes of a one hour phone call and you can't even get one question asked or talk at all to explain your perspective, just shows it's probably not gonna be a good partner, right? For the very beginning, especially to cut things off quickly. We had another group where we had negotiated a deal over a period of nine months to invest in their medical practice. We were pretty confident about closing that deal. We were excited about it. But then when it came time to actually join their advisory board and invest and gain the equity, um, they made a couple comments and something about, we expect this, this, and this, and we're gonna hold your feet to the fire. And just became like super intense about stuff for some reason. I don't know if they had a bad experience with another partner or what. But I've never spoken that directly or rudely to anybody in 16 years running my investor club. And so I told him, you know what, why don't we just pause and you know, not start this relationship right now and then just give me some time to think over whether this is a good fit or not. Um, and where and we didn't start working with them and I don't think we ever will because of how they acted. And I was already a little bit afraid that, that CEO is a little bit immature. Um, and so that was just one more negative thing. Another thing to keep in mind is background checks. We use something called VCheck. Um, they're a private equity quality investigative background check company. 
costs about $1,600, $1,700 typically to do a background check as of the time of this recording. That helps us identify things which could be a risk of working with counterparties. You can expect others to do that on you. You could potentially have a background check and a due diligence file if compliance allows or the type of background check allows. But um, that's a resource that you should use when you're not sure about onboarding someone or partnering with somebody or not. A couple other real uh, quick tests would be just kind of a communications skills test. You know, when you speak with someone and meet with them, do they listen to what you say and you have an interactive conversation or do they talk over you and not listen at all? Are they way overly confident to the point where now you don't even believe their claims or are they reasonable and humble and always learning? Because if they're not good at listening to you and communicating with you, again, they're going to be bad at communicating with investors. A couple other uh, tricks to potentially use is that when you take somebody out to lunch, whether an employee or a partner, um, you know, see how they treat the wait staff, see how they treat other people, see how they treat their team members, their family members. Are they a kind person or are they kind of rude and gruff to everyone around them? Uh, those aren't the type of people I like to spend any time with or associate with. So it's something I try to pick up on pretty quickly. If you go out to happy hour or to dinner with them, do they drink three bottles of wine and then tell you what they really want to do with life? Do they have um, so many drinks that they start acting kind of belligerent or unprofessional. And sometimes when people drink alcohol, then they'll tell you what they really think about a third party person, or what they really think about uh, something in society or something that's going on in their life. Um, and so sometimes by having a little bit of a liquidity test with a, an alcohol happy hour, you can learn more about someone than meeting with them five or six times in an office building. So the main point of this module is just be very careful who you associate with. Make sure you only represent the best of the best and someone who's truly excellent in a class act with institutional polish. If they are not that, if they're not that, run the other way. They're going to make your job harder raising capital for the venture that you might partner with them on or the business you might partner with, on, with them on to grow. And who they are reflects upon you, just like who you are reflects upon them. So you should be very, very strict on who you let into your circle and who you associate with over time. So I just thought this was an appropriate episode to record, uh, given that we're touring all this real estate with a partner right now, and they're kind of vetting me further, I'm vetting them further. And I hope you got some value from some of the comments here today. And I hope that at least once over the next decade, the ideas from this video slow you down to not do a deal with someone that you may be rushing into but also encourage you to go out of your way to be extra helpful and work with really great people, which should make your everyday life more enjoyable, but also allow you to close more capital and um, get more deals done. So hope you enjoyed this video. We're gonna see you next on module number 12, um, which is raising for different types of projects, real estate niches and companies. Thank you.